0: This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today, I will be discussing a film that I consider to be the worst in a trilogy of mediocre films. Loaded with exposition and with tons of dialogue-heavy scenes, I am, of course, talking about Star Wars Episode II, Attack of the Clones. So some technical details about Attack of the Clones. It was initially released uh, May 16th, 2002. I was about uh, four years old when that came out. I don't remember it too well, but I do remember getting action figures for it that I still hold on to to this day. There was like a Count Dooku one. He had a curved lightsaber, and there was a Anakin and Obi Wan. They're pretty cool. Let's see another technical aspect. It's 142 minutes, which is about 2 hours and 22 minutes, so it's a pretty long film. It's the longest in the whole prequel trilogy, and very much so. You know, it's, like I said earlier, it's exposition heavy, it's loaded with tons of dialogue. It's a very slow, slow film, but in the wrong way. Like, typically an older film, from let's say, like, the 30s or 40s, that tends to feel slow. But this one feels slow because they just didn't know what to do with it, or didn't know where to take it. I wish I had more action to it, but I'll get more into my personal opinions later. Another technical detail, so it was one of the first digitally filmed movies, meaning they didn't use you know standard 35 millimeter film to film it and print it, which is huge, because, well, nowadays almost everything is used Digitally, he's filmed digitally. And so the fact that George Lucas decided to take a chance with that is pretty impressive. But even when you watch it now, it kind of shows. You know, the problem with, I've noticed anyway, with digital movies especially is they don't age well. See, in film, you have that grain that comes to it and kind of gives it a more organic and natural feel to it. Whereas digital, it's too perfect. So you know that it was made by man, like it was man-made, so it's hard to like it because it looks so fake. It looks so 2 forter realistic. That's why I I tend to like film more when it comes to movies. And it's good to hear that directors like J.J. Abrams decided in his uh, few Star Wars movies to use film. And they look great in the uh, realistic parts meaning uh, without any digital or special effects um, another key thing about the special effects another de- technical detail is one of the first films to use uh, a lot of green screens well, in their case blue screens but he it used it used them heavily to the point where there were entire sets that were just a soundstage with the blue screen in it and especially in the last battle where a majority of the fighting was between CGI characters, it's an interesting thing, like watching the behind the scenes of it. So, let's get into the plot. Padme, the senator, she used to be the queen in the first one. Well, she's almost killed in a form of a, I guess you would say, political terrorist attack. And she's sent in refuge with Anakin to the planet of Naboo to kind of escape any political tensions there. And then Obi Wan, he investigates, you know, the, tra- the almost tragedy would be tragedy, and he happens upon a clone army while he was investigating into it that was supposedly designed for the Jedi. It's a very interesting aspect. And then finally, in his continual search, he finds that the clones are actually clones of Jango Fett, the Boba- yeah, the bounty hunter, that supposedly was trying to kill Princess, or I guess, Senator Amidala. And, uh, he happens upon the planet Geonosis after tracking Jango Fa and he discovers that the Separatists are building the battle droids, and they're preparing for war. And so, he gets caught, and he's arrested, and he meets up with Count Dooku, who, in fact, is his, uh, His master, Qui Gon Jinn's master. So it's a very interesting dynamic they have going on, considering their mutual connection with Qui Gon. And, you know, Obi Wan doesn't take his crap. He figures out that Dooku really is the bad guy. And um, in response to this, uh, Luke, or Anakin, and Padme, who are in Refuge hiding in hiding decide to go and help obi-wan but they too get captured and so all three of them are put into this kind of like uh, gladiator arena to fight off against these giant alien monsters and uh and so when you think they're that they're totally outnumbered and outgunned out of nowhere mace windu and a bunch of other jedis come out and help save them but again they're surrounded by tons of battle droids and at this point you think they're going to die and then out of nowhere comes Yoda with the clone troopers that Obi-Wan happened upon earlier because he decided that they were good enough for the Republic to use in preparation for this war and there's a huge battle that takes place you know uh, clones against the droids tons of battle whatever so Anakin and Obi-Wan are in pursuit of of uh, Count Dooku to try and take him down. And so they catch up with him. And Obi-Wan tells him they need to be you know, tactful about it, be slow with it. But Anakin just rushes into it and gets electrocuted. And he's temporarily uh, disabled. And uh, Obi-Wan starts to fight him. But he too is defeated. So they're both... You know, no real match for him. And as he's about to kill them, Anakin comes up again with two lightsabers after Obi-Wan throws one to him. And he starts fighting him. And eventually, uh, Count Dooku cuts off his uh, Anakin's arm and throws him against the wall. And then Count Dooku is about to kill them. Then Yoda comes in. And you find out Yoda was Count Dooku's master. And so it's former master against former apprentice and they start duking it out a pretty interesting and cool scene where Yoda is jumping around with his little green lightsaber throws away his cane it's kind of cool but again Count Dooku escapes because he kind of left Yoda in a situation either choosing to save Obi-Wan and Anakin or defeating Count Dooku and so he decided to save Anakin and Obi-Wan and Dooku escapes. And it kind of ends there. Um, you know, we kind of learn a little bit more about uh, Darth Sidious and how he has plans to you know, continue in this war. And, and that's how the Clone Wars officially begin. So we're going to go on a break real, real quick. And uh, we'll discuss more about some popular opinions and then my personal views on this film. Surfing Through Cinema is a podcast that premieres weekly on Monday mornings at 5am Pacific Standard Time. For more information, visit our website at www.anchor.fm forward slash surfing through cinema. Okay, we're back from our break. So now I'm going to talk about some popular opinions about this film that I've researched online over Google and found on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, all kinds of places. And... Some people say it's better than The Phantom Menace, but it's still crap. The reasons given are that it doesn't have as much of charger Binks. It doesn't have as, um, as much boring political talk. That's what other people have said. Um, some people also said that the Yoda battle against Count Duke at the end is really, really cool. And that the clones are really cool as well. You know, wearing their armor and all that. And they kind of look like Boba Fett. But just all white. Some of them have stripes, whatever. It's pretty cool. Okay? And another popular opinion is that the love story is really bland and almost laughable. There there are so many examples of it. The, The various things Anakin says to Padme that are so cringy. That it's almost to the point where it's laughable. Or... Or another instance. If you watch the scene where Anakin is carving a uh, pear in the air. And then he sends over a piece of it to Padme. Well she catches it on her fork. And when she puts it in her mouth. You notice that it's digital. And it doesn't actually go into her mouth. It just kind of just falls into it. And it looks really unnatural. And it's hilarious. It's just so funny how. George Lucas spent so much effort on making this love story that he didn't realize it it's not human. (laughs) You know, like Anakin he's he's claiming for fascism, like he was talking about how government should be like fascism and that was a little dark. I mean, we know he's gonna be Darth Vader, but like him initially thinking that is just Kind of crazy, kind of creepy, but also really funny. Like the way how Padme just kind of laughs it off. She's like, "Ah, yeah, you. That sounds like fascism, whatever, or a dictatorship." It's just funny. Okay, so now we're gonna get into my views of this film, and uh, they're kind of different than what others have said. So I'll just get into that. So, number one, the love story is creepy. I really, really think it's not natural how they react with each other. And that could just been in the poor writing. Cause they're they're very good actors, you know. Um, you know, Hayden Christensen, he that poor guy, he's <laughs> he he doesn't have a lot to work with here like all of ankin's lines to make him sound like a whiny teenager i'm not saying other characters haven't sounded like that you know if you watch a new hope luke is kind of a whiny teenager so that might have been what george lucas was trying to do co- trying to connect them but it's almost unbearable at times you know he's like he, he complains complains at sand I hate saying, it's rough and coarse and it gets everywhere. It's a very laughable line, you know? It's just ridiculous. And so, like I said, the chemistry between them is non-existent. And a really, really creepy thing he says to her at a very strange moment is, he says he's dreamt about her for years. And it's... That would make anybody uncomfortable. You have to think about this. Anakin was about 9 or 10 years old when he last saw her. So, is it just an innocent boy having a crush on a girl? I don't know, but the way he says it, the way he looks at her, it's almost like he's lusting after her. It's kind of creepy. I really don't like it. (laughs) It makes me uncomfortable watching it can't imagine how if Pat made her real how uncomfortable that would that would really make her you know I just can't see it happening you know I know they were trying to make it work because it has to work in order to coincide with the other ones but there was no fun with it you know what made Pat uh, Leia and Han so so amazing was that they would bicker and fight but they also were romantic towards each other. You know, it was an equal balance. And they were having fun with each other. I mean, yeah, they started not liking each other, but eventually they did. That's how real relationships tend to work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just, ugh, it it's so weird. And another point. Uh, he kills a bunch of Tuscan raiders after the death of his mom and which is kind of understandable you know he was in an enraged moment he's a very emotional person so it kind of makes sense that he would take that anger he has out on all of those Tuscan Raiders it, it makes sense Well, doesn't mean it was right <laughs> but and rather than her being freaked out and basically you know running away from him or telling on him to obi one or whatever, she basically says, Oh, it's 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 human nature to be angry. Like it's normal to be angry. I mean, yeah, it is normal to be angry, but it's not normal to become a total psychopath and mass genocide a whole group of people. I mean, don't get me wrong, they kidnapped his mom, but it probably was for like for money or something. I don't think it was for any Anything else? It was just terrible. It's just, oh my gosh. Now, that being said, I'm not turning aside with the Tuscan Raiders. You know, they pillage villages, they kill people. Um, you know, they're raiders. <laughs> but, he killed women and children too. It's just, it was very dark and, the way she kind of just swept it under a rug doesn't seem natural and is very strange. Okay? Um, and then, so he kisses her. He kisses her, and they have that moment, and then she says, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then he's like, Sorry, my lady, whatever. Well, later on, when they're sitting down, he blames her for kissing him, claiming that it, it haunts him and that he doesn't want it to become a scar or whatever, whatever that means. Um, and he it's kind of like he's gaslighting her. I don't know if that's the intention. I mean, he seems like a pretty unstable character considering how he killed all those people. But it seems like he's trying to gaslighting her into thinking it was her fault. That they couldn't get together and no <laughs> you know if anakin just listened to his sound logic it probably would have avoided a lot of problems but he didn't he acted a lot with his emotions and it led him to a lot of trouble pretty crazy yeah okay um kind of like i said earlier he's really whiny And his first lines in the whole film is with him and Obi-Wan in an elevator. He's complaining about... I think it was how he hadn't seen her in 10 years. Something to the lines of that. But it starts off on that foot. And it's hard to like him. Because he kind of seems like a teenager. Now, if it was a teenager like 14, 15, it'd be more understandable. But he's supposed to be 19 or 20 range like the age Luke was and like I said earlier Luke was a little whiny too but he eventually kind of got over it and was more mature about it whereas Anakin he never matures from it even in the next film he still whines about stuff so he's kind of har- hard to like when he's always complaining or looking at the downside of things and poor Hayden Christensen, it seems like he didn't know how to react with it, so he just has the same kind of monotone, bored look to it. Okay, so my next point kind of want to get into is it's a lot of political drama, but hardly any battles. So, meaning um, in in a. I wanted to see more battles take place during this movie. For crying out loud, it's called Attack of the Clones. But the attack isn't until the end. And it's not really an attack. It's more of a rescue. It's just... It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why it's called Attack of the Clones, honestly. If it were called Attack of the Clones, it should have been called that. Because the clones were... Well, I guess they were attacking, but it just, it seemed more like they were doing a rescue op than they were doing a full-scale attack. You know, like, well, beside the point, that should have been the majority of the film. It's in the title. It should have been what the main film was about. It should have been the Clone Wars. This is why I like the cartoon, because they get more into it. And yes, they have the political side of it, but they also have the action and the battle side of it as well. They kind of balance each other out, you know, like in any good horror movie, you need to build up suspense and then you need to let it go, like release it and make it happen. But in this film, it's a lot of buildup, a lot of political drama, and then hardly any send off so it's it's very disappointing um i wish there were more battles the movie is very very long you know like i said longest of the prequels and yet there's hardly any action which i think george lucas you know heard and understood maybe his producers told him or schematics whatever but in the next one you know there was more action throughout along with the political drama and that's why it's the better film. I just wish this one did it. Uh, another point. You know. There's a lot of sitting and talking. Now. That's an important aspect of films. You need that. But. A lot of it. I felt could have either been cut. Or been trimmed. Because. Like Anakin and Padme go into Tatooine. That seemed, that seemed very, very long. I don't think they should have talked to Watto. I don't think we should have seen that. I don't know. I felt like Anakin could have found his mother's presence without having to talk to Watto. It's just, it was very long and dragged out. Like I stated earlier, the, the climax or the end of it is very, very lame. The last battle is very lame. It's super short compared to the rest of the political drama. Which, in most cases, is fine. It's fine that it would have been short, but it didn't feel satisfying enough to, to merit and to say all that other political stuff was worth waiting for this final battle. It didn't feel that way. Another thing I don't like about this final battle is it's mainly in CGI, which isn't necessarily a problem, but because it's in CGI, there are parts where they put in dust... And it's really hard to tell what's going on because you see so many lasers flying back and forth between the clones and the droids. and You can hardly see the actual action going on. I wanted to see more of the clones like shooting down the droids or beating them up or ripping them apart. Or even droids attacking the clones. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen more of that. But again, we didn't get much of that. And the Jedi and the lightsabers... It was cool that initial charge was really cool but after that you didn't hardly see any of that very disappointing you know know, it was aerial view hardly any close-ups and when they did do close-ups they're really close and you can hardly tell what the character is doing or it's superimposed on them so you hardly know what they're doing it's it was ridiculous an instance of this is when mace windu he's charging Jango Fett. Jango Fett shooting him. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, that's not really a spoiler now. It's been 18 years. Come on, people. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Mace Windu is charging him. Gets his lightsaber out, and he's about... Well, he, he slices off, you know, Jango Fett's head, but it was really hard to tell what was going on. I just... I have a really hard time liking this film. And I have a hard time wondering why people think this one was better than The Phantom Menace. It's not. I really feel it's worse and I felt it was very boring and very disappointing more so than Phantom Menace. Don't get me wrong, Phantom Menace is not a good movie but at least it had more of a send-off. So those are my views of it. I, I don't want to get I don't want to get any more into it. But, you know. I really think this is the one more people should be talking about. In regards to being the worst Star Wars movie. Because I felt the Phantom Menace, it's bad. Right? You know, Jar Jar is bad and all that. But I really feel that this one has more problems with it. But, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's just mine. I... I don't know if I'm alone on this, but I really feel it's it's the worst one. I really do. You know, people are saying we're the last Jedi and all that are the worst. Now, the problem with last Jedi is it does have action. It does have dialogue. But I think it also relies too heavily on the political side of things. But I'll get into that another time. I really think this is the worst one. I had to go to someone, right? (laughs) But I really do think this is the worst Star Wars film. Okay, so those are my thoughts about Attack of the Clones. Um, Next time, I'm going to discuss the next film in Disney Week. That will be um, another film. So this one has been adoring fans and also been terrifying children for 80 years. And this, of course, is the film Pinocchio. So until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care. Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash surfing cinema where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.